Yo, what's good? It's your boy Mikey, and you already know it's Can We Keep It Real? How are you doing today, man? I hope everyone's keeping it real, keeping it authentic, keeping it a hundred. Always, man. Stay tuned today for this special show. I've been working my ass off on this shit, man, but it's for the kids. We're going to look at the school to prison pipeline, how we're just pushing more kids from school to prison. Do we need RSOs in school? And we're going to look at how the Supreme Court turned their back on Bobby Bostick. Shout out Bobby Bostick, yo. Poor dude's already been in jail for 21 years for a non-homicidal charge. He's not even eligible for parole till he's 112 years old. We need more community-based programs for these kids. And let's talk about the four R's. Reduce, reform, replace, and reinvest. It's your boy Mikey, man, and stay with us. A lot of times we think the Supreme Court is there to protect us. What happens when the Supreme Court gets it wrong? Who do you turn to then? Is there anybody that can help you get your rights, get your justice? This is why people don't like the court system, don't like the police, don't like the criminal justice system. Because it's very crooked. That's why Lady Liberty has a blindfold on. That's why the scales have tipped. The United States Supreme Court turned down an appeal from a man who committed robbery and other crimes on a single day when he was only 16 years old. A baby to some people. And he isn't even eligible for parole until he's 112 years old. That seems like Bobby's only chance of getting out unless the governor or the President of the United States can jump in and intervene. In April, the justices that sat in the Supreme Court left in place defending Bobby Bostick's 241-year sentence. Bostick lawyer, his, argued, his lawyers argued that the prison term violated the Constitution's ban on cruel and unusual punishment. You could see Graham versus Florida in 2010. The former St. Louis judge that even sentenced Bostic even urged the high court to rehear the case. She believes that the prison term is just unjust. The Missouri Attorney General Josh Hawley said a 2010 Supreme Court ruling that outlawed life sentences for people under 18 who didn't kill anyone applies only to a sentence for one crime. Bostic is sentenced for his role in 18 different crimes. That's just another way to get over on people. See how the criminal justice system is? And I hope you people see how the system really works. That's why I'm reporting these stories. To let people get educated, to let them know, let them understand a little more. The Attorney General went on to say that Bostick robbed a group of people delivering Christmas tree presents for the needy when he was only 16. Him and his 18-year-old accomplice, they also shot a victim, slightly injuring one. The victim's heavy coat slowed down the bullet. The pair then carjacked another couple and put a gun to their head, and his accomplice robbed and fondled the lady before they released her. Bostick rejected a plea deal and a 30-year sentence, and he went to trial, and he lost. His accomplice, Donald Hudson, ended up taking the deal. 
few months ago, the judge who sentenced Bostic said she regretted it. Former St. Louis Circuit Judge Evelyn Baker sentenced Bostic in 1997. But in February, she wrote a letter saying she deeply regretted punishing him for his immaturity and asked the United States Supreme Court to give him the chance of reform that she never did. Judge Baker then contacted the ACLU. She asked that her name be added to a brief filed by 26 former judges, prosecutors, and law enforcement officials. The ACLU and other Bostic supporters have asked the court to rule that the 2010 decision that prohibited a sentence of life without parole for juveniles, as in Graham versus Florida, should also apply to cases like Bostic's. After hearing about the Supreme Court decision, the ACLU said in a press release that it was disappointed. The Supreme Court bowed his head in cowardness and refused to help Bobby Bostic. Bostic should get to show the crimes he committed at 16. Do not define him as a man today. I mean, the Constitution really demands nothing less. Can we help Bobby Bostic get a pardon or get a new trial? 21 years, shouldn't that be time served for being immature when you're 16? I mean, I bet she regretted it. I mean, 241 years. It's probably on her conscience Every day that she didn't give this kid another chance. She sentenced him for being immature. So you were thinking before the Supreme Court, when you have the judge that sentenced you in your corner asking the Supreme Court to take another look, you probably feel pretty good about it. I mean, scientists really, they've discovered so much about brain development in, um, in more than 20 years since Bobby Bostic was sentenced. But what they learned was too late, is that young people's brains are not just static. They're in the process of maturing. Kids his age are unable to access risk and consequences like an adult would. Overwhelming scientific research shows that children lack maturity and a sense of responsibility compared to adults because they're still growing. Their brains are still learning. And this is the reason that we don't let them do other things. We don't let them vote. We don't let them drink, go in the army. I mean, the judge made her choice, sentenced to Bobby to 240 years. And it looks like no matter what anyone does, she's going to have to live with this guilt and go to her grave knowing that she never gave this young teenager a chance to reform or rehabilitate. See, the, the prison system, it's not to rehabilitate you. Corrections don't correct. It just gives you time for perfection. Basically, it makes you better at what you were doing before you went there. It's just a housing unit. Put people in a cage. It's definitely not to rehabilitate anybody. Bobby Bostic now is about 42 or 43. And he won't even be eligible for parole till he's like 112 years old. Basically, he is not eligible for parole. The way that they got away with it, they said, you'll be eligible for parole at a very old age. I mean, bottom line, I'm not a lawyer, and I could see that this case is unconstitutional. 
Bobby Bostick should be given some opportunity to get out of prison. The ACLU says Missouri and some other states are ignoring the Graham decision in cases like Bobby Bostick. Yo, what's good? Thank you for listening to Can We Keep It Real podcast. If you want to be a guest or for promotional information, hit me up at canwekeepitreal40 at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the program. Does this story beg for second chances like no one else's, man? But thank you for joining us. I'm your boy, Mike, and this is Can We Keep It Real. Hit me up with an email, canwekeepitreal40 at gmail.com. If you'd like to know more about Bobby Bostick or you have a similar story you like to share. But this guy, man, like, the vision for his life and what he's done to educate his mind, it got to go way beyond prison. I mean, he is incarcerated. He's probably most likely going to be there for the rest of his life. I mean, if anybody has a need for a second chance, wouldn't Bobby Bostick be eligible for that second chance? I mean, this guy just wants to be free one day. I mean, it's a sad story, but a story that got to be told. I got to let you know that the police, the court system, they don't care about your children. America is the only country that will sentence a teenager to die in prison and don't think he should be given an extra ch- another chance. He didn't rape anyone. He didn't kill anybody. He stole some Christmas gifts. Yes, he shot someone, but they didn't even get hurt. It wasn't even a a deep wound. Bobby thinks he's going to be free one day, but he knows that's probably not going to happen. But until then, he just has every day of his merely surviving an existence in a prison cell for a mistake that he made when he was 16 years old. But if you would like to support Bobby Bostick's petition, the governor for a sentence reduction, you can send letters of support. You could send them to his attorney at the following address. Patricia Harrison, attorney at law, St. Louis University of Law, 100 North Tucker Boulevard, Suite 704, St. Louis, Missouri. Her phone number is 314-977-2778. And you can email Miss Patricia at pharris, the number 5, at slu.edu. That is how to get in touch with Bobby Bostick or if you want to support him trying to get you know, the governor maybe to help him out. Um, the Supreme Court pretty much already turned their back on him. That'll be in the next segment. Um, you know, there really needs to be a second chance for Bobby Bostic, man. Free Bobby. It's your boy Mikey, man. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for sticking around. It's your boy Mikey Rabello. We're listening to Can We Keep It Real? And we're looking into the Bobby Bostic case. Bobby was sentenced to 240 years when he was 16 years old. He's been in jail 21 years now. He cannot get out of jail. Is this horrible miscarriage of justice? 
did this kid really deserve to be sentenced to this for somebody where nobody got killed? I mean, it's basically a life sentence. The judge didn't even take his age as a factor. I see so many constitutional violations with sentencing a child to die in jail, especially when he didn't even kill or seriously injure anybody. There's a big body of science, evidence, and research which recognizes that children at the age of 16 do not even have a fully developed brain. And there are cognitive differences between children and adults. Differences between revealing right or wrong. In revealing the last region of the brain to develop, the prefrontal cortex, which really gives us the ability, such as a response to uh, self-control, um, anticipation of consequences, the difference between right or wrong, and pretty much any logical decision maker that has not fully developed in a child of 16 years old. And it really don't even develop up until sometimes the early to mid-20s. Under the law in our country, state lawmakers have historically recognized the difference between children and adults in many areas of the law. You look, a kid can't vote until he's old enough, until he's 18. You can't get married. You can't join the military. You can't go on a jury. You can't make a decision to buy tobacco or alcohol. You gotta be at least 18. Why is a child not allowed to do any of these things? Because they can't make the proper control, the proper decisions. So why is a child that wasn't able to do any of the above? Why was he sentenced to die in prison when he didn't even kill anybody? Is this justice or is this injustice? To sentence a 16-year-old to die in the joint for making... One mistake, yes, it was a grave mistake, but is it right? Should we do this to any juvenile, no matter of his color, his background, his education, his financial ability? I mean, a kid's total life on earth has been 16 years. I mean, he received... 210 more years than his adult co-defendant. I mean, it really don't even make sense to me. Here's an adult gets 30 years, and the 16-year-old gets 240 years. Really, he was being punished because of his lack of responsibility. He was being punished because his lack of maturity. He was being punished for making bad decisions. Since Bobby started going to prison, he really, he really, yeah, he rehabilitated himself. A few years into his sentence, his mother Diane passed away of cancer at 42 years old. Not long after his little brother Sean died due to complications of a gunshot that left him paralyzed 10 years earlier. But despite these obstacles, he navigated through his feelings despite being bitter. And he remained very optimistic, thinking that the law was going to do the same thing. He kept hope alive. He prayed that one day the court would reevaluate his sentence and give him a second chance. 
Bobby does take complete responsibility for his role in the senseless crime. And he's truly remorseful, and he lives with regret every day for what he did. He has been in prison now for like 21 years, which is longer than the amount of time he lived in society as a 16-year-old teenager before his arrest. During his incarceration, he wrote letters and apologized to the victims of the crime. He's taken self-education courses, all of his efforts to transform his thinking. It pretty much been pursued with honestness. During his first year in the DOC, he got his GED. Since then, he obtained a paralegal diploma. He took a victim advocate course through Adams State College. He completed a course in nonprofit management. And he got a grantmanship. He established several blueprints for nonprofit organizations for troubled teenagers and charities. He written four nonfiction books, eight books of poetry. And he done over 25 rehabilitation classes in the 21 years that he's been in the Department of Corrections. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Mikey. How we doing, man? Yo, we've been, like, diving into this Bobby Bostic case, juvenile corrections, um, the fuckery that goes on, the way that, that some of these juvenile, um, the way that some of these kids are really, are really treated, how some of their rights get violated. Here was Bobby Bostic going into court, 16 years old, he didn't know which way to go. He didn't really have any adequate legal counsel. And the kid ends up with 240 some odd years. Who speaks up for him? The sentencing, any juvenile offender who didn't commit a murder charge to a term of that many years under which he's not even eligible for parole for 100 years, does that violate someone's Eighth Amendment? If you read Graham v. Florida, the Supreme Court said the Constitution prohibits the imposition of a life without parole sentence on a juvenile offender who did not commit homicide. While a state needs not guarantee a juvenile non-homicide offender eventual release, it may not impose a sentence that guarantees he will die without any meaningful opportunity to obtain release. The question in this case is whether the state can bypass that rule by sentencing a juvenile offender who didn't commit murder or anything to a term of this many years, under which he will never be eligible for parole until he's 112 years old, when he was only 16 years old. And they tell him at sentencing, you will die in the Department of Corrections. How is that not a life sentence? The Missouri Supreme Court holds that this is not a constitutional problem because the Graham vs. Florida rule, check this out, it applies only to a single sentence of life without parole for a non-homicide offense. Not to juveniles who were convicted of 900 charges 
in the same crime or multiple non-homicide offenses or the ones that receive multiple fixed-term sentences. That's how they get around it. That's how they screw these kids over. But in state versus in Florida versus Graham, Graham himself committed multiple non-homicide crimes, and the constitutional flaw in Graham's sentence was not that it was um, previously like denominated life in prison without parole, or that it was imposed for like for one single act that it, that that Graham did, but it denied him any chance to later demonstrate. That he is fit to rejoin society. How is that not the case in the Bobby Bostic case? How does it not deny him the right that he could fit back in and rejoin society when he don't see parole till he's 112 years old? Please tell me that. Really, it it's it's all the same. We're here, the juvenile been sentenced on multiple counts arriving out of a single day's act to a term of years, which equals out to a life sentence. And when you give someone that many years, you're pretty much intentionally guaranteeing them that they are going to die in prison. To say anything else would allow states to avoid to just totally ignore the whole Graham premise. Whenever a juvenile, you know, action supports more than one criminal count, it is so easy to, to sentence someone to more than one criminal count. So if I was reading State vs. Graham, and I know I'm not an attorney, but I know my way around a law library... I studied law for my own. I know how to shepherdize cases. So, but if, but if I read this law, Florida vs. Graham, it looks so many ways that they're violating Bobby Bosdick's constitutional rights. Look, it says it right there. While a state needs not guarantee a juvenile non-homicide offender eventual release, it may not impose a sentence that guarantees he will die in prison without any full meaning opportunity to obtain release. He has no opportunity to obtain release. But it's kind of a catch-22 because it also says a state may not guarantee a juvenile non-homicide offender may get out. But it can't impose a sentence that he's going to die in jail. I don't know. Go figure. And the same trial judge that sentenced Bobby Bostic to die in jail was asking the court to relook the case. was saying she was wrong. She made a grave mistake. Even his adult co-defendant, which was 18 years old at the time, of the trial at the time of the charge only received 30 years. And this dude's 16, a kid, 240 years. Go figure. Yo, what's 
good. Thank you for listening to Can We Keep It Real podcast. If you want to be a guest or for promotional information, hit me up at canwekeepitreal40 at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the program.